Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. Welcome back to part two of Homeschooling Outside the Box. Now this week, we're continuing our conversation we started last week, but we're giving practical tips and ideas on how to homeschool outside the box. This week's Coffee with Carrie podcast is for the following mamas. It's for veteran homeschooling moms who have been doing this for a while, and they realize that what they're doing isn't really working anymore, or their children are bored to tears. It's for the homeschooling moms who are not looking forward to starting up again this fall. It's for the mamas who are dreading it and who are already feeling burnt out before they even begin. It's for the moms who have out-of-the-box thinkers or children with overactive imaginations and bodies in perpetual motion. It's for the first-time homeschooling moms who have purchased old-fashioned student desks, nailed whiteboards to the wall, written out minute-by-minute daily schedules, and have stacks of textbooks piled up for each child, and they're feeling extremely overwhelmed looking at it all. It's for the moms who feel like a deer in headlights right now, who are still trying to figure out what curriculum to use and what to teach this year. And it's for those brand new homeschooling moms who are in a pile of tears already, (laughs) feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders as they realize they now are also solely responsible for every aspect of their child's life, including his or her education. Last week, we talked about the importance of not doing school at home. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, make sure you do, because this week's podcast will make a whole lot more sense when you do. Now, this week, we're exploring practical things that you can do with an out-of-the-box mindset. First, just use literature books and library books instead of textbooks as much as you can. Use real-world applications for math as much as you can. Use copy work more than fill-in-the-blank kind of worksheets. Use narration and conversations instead of comprehension worksheets as much as you can. Okay, so what might some other out-of-the-box homeschooling activities or lessons look or sound like? Well, one of the easiest and most natural ways to think outside of the box is to just capitalize on your child's all-consuming passions. Now, my kids lived, breathed, ate, and slept all things musical theater. Rehearsals, auditions, tech weeks, memorizing lines, it just took up a huge chunk of our time. And for a while, I felt guilty about schoolwork not getting done, or math sheets that needed to be completed, or how far we were behind. But then I reminded myself, I was the one who said what needed to be completed and when. How come I was so upset with myself? I had the power to amend assignments, delete assignments, or move things around when needed. Now that year, my kids were doing Annie for the second out of three times, and I had an epiphany. Well, one, I really can't stand Annie, and I realized that the second time around. But my homeschooling epiphany was, Francesca was studying her lines and learning the song Hooverville. 
She wanted to know why they were thanking this Herbert Hoover guy in the song, and where was Hooverville? Now, Annie was set in NYC. She knew that because of the New York song. (laughs) So she kept asking, where is Hooverville? And how come they were making chicken stew without chicken? Well, we got into this really great discussion about the Great Depression and what was happening and why, and that Herbert Hoover was the president when the Great Depression started. So the song was just oozing with sarcasm. Now this my girl got, because she's the queen of sarcasm. Then as we were going through the lines in the song, more topics came up about what a Hooverville was. And then she started making comparisons to the homeless camps that were in our community park. And well, you get the picture. The discussion just got longer and more in depth. So I thought, you know, since we're spending so much time at rehearsals and memorizing lines, let's just do a deep dive into Annie. So we learned that Annie was actually based off of a comic strip. We learned about the Great Depression, the New Deal, FDR, polio, the value of optimism, the topic of orphans and adoptions, how radio is the main form of communication, entertainment, and news. That's just a few of the topics that we read about and we learned about. Not only did it make the musical and the rehearsals make more sense, but it was super fun too. And I didn't feel so guilty. The only thing I really needed to add each day were a few math pages or play a few math games. But you know, Daddy Warbucks is so rich and Annie is so poor that we actually got into some really good economic and personal finance lessons too. Now, I did the same thing with my son one year with baseball. He was so busy with travel ball, little league games, going to the batting cages and hitting lessons and shagging balls for his favorite coach and going to baseball camps and practices that again, I was feeling a bit guilty when I felt like he was falling behind. Let me remind you, falling behind whose standards? Okay, anyway, so I took a play out of my Annie playbook. See the double pun I did there? Annie playbook, baseball playbook. Okay, I digress. So we read biographies about baseball players. We read time travel books with baseball cards. We read how-to how books about pitching and sliding and stealing, whatever. He learned most of his states and capitals by the location of baseball stadiums. He worked on his fractions, decimals, percentages, averages, and ratios while analyzing baseball statistics and collecting baseball cards. He even watched YouTube videos on the physics of baseball to try and find the sweet spot on his bat and how to get more velocity off of a hit ball. And surprisingly, I found all kind of baseball-themed games. We have Bible Baseball, Baseballopoly, Spotted Baseball, Playball Card Game, Fantasy Baseball, which he now plays the internet version. You get the picture. Was he supposed to learn about percentages and averages that year according to the math standards? No, those skills were supposed to be too hard for him. Did he do higher math skills that year anyway? You betcha. Because we ignored the standards and what was supposed to be taught at each grade level, Joe was actually way ahead in math that year. Was he learning about the cause and effect of the Civil War that year? No. Was he supposed to, according to the state standards? Yes. But we did learn an awful lot about the civil rights movement. 
Jackie Robinson is one of his all-time favorite players. So after watching the movie, 42, he was full of some great questions. So we did a deep dive into the civil rights movement. He also learned about the Negro League and the Women's League, too. Now, according to the fourth grade California standards, the civil rights movement is not on the list of things to learn. But that's okay. In the process of learning outside the batter's box that year, Joe was honing his geography, physics, statistics, and reading skills. Did we cover Civil War another year? Oh, yeah. Was it the year we were supposed to cover it? No. But we covered it, and we covered it several other times throughout Joe's homeschooling career. Now, here's one of my favorite, and it's so relevant for today's social and political climate. Here's a great out-of-the-box activity. Attend a naturalization ceremony and then interview a friend who's become a U.S. citizen. As a family, learn about the naturalization process and then look at all the things a person needs to learn to become a proud American citizen. Doing something like this as a family is far better than reading a paragraph in a revisionist history or government textbook about U.S. citizenship. And it's far better than watching lamestream media discuss immigration. Learning about the process, watching it in action, and speaking to friends who are proud U.S. naturalized citizens will give you and your children a new perspective and a new lens to view current events and issues regarding legal and illegal immigration. Here's another one. Attend a court hearing or take a tour of a courthouse. Most of them offer it. Teens can join a mock trial class and learn how the whole process works that way, too. Or teens can volunteer at a campaign headquarters, do a week-long simulation like City on the Hill experience, where teens go through the law-making process in their state capital. While reading a history book or a government textbook is great and can be informative, why not actually participate in the privileges and responsibilities of citizenship and public service? I guarantee the nightly news or the social media sound bites will make a whole lot more sense to them if your teens are actively engaged in the process. Here's another good one. Join a speech and debate club or a speech and debate team. STOA, S-T-O-A, is a fabulous national Christian homeschool speech and debate organization. And I'm sure there's a chapter near you. Talk about out of the box. When you're on a speech and debate team like STOA, it can be all-consuming. You can literally learn almost every required academic subject while researching, preparing, and planning speeches and debates for competition. And it's usually a family affair, too. Literally get out of the box and out of the house. Use your family vacations as your central focus for the year. If we were going to Boston for our family vacation that year, then we studied American Revolution during the, the year. Capitalize on those family vacations. Here's another one. Teens can join programs like World Strides or People to People Ambassadors Program. My daughter in her sophomore year spent three weeks in Great Britain. She learned all about Parliament, the troubles in Ireland, the customs and cultures of Wales, scaled the castles of Scotland, toured St. Andrews, learned about medieval history, and even saw a musical. Her senior year, she went to Costa Rica to practice her Spanish and learn their culture, customs. She visited coffee plantations and sea turtle refugees and did tons and tons of wildlife hikes and ziplining. 
Now, I know these experiences sound way, way out of the box, but they're doable and affordable if you plan right. And you don't have to travel around the world or travel the United States to learn outside the box either. Here's a fun one. Volunteer as a family at a local farm. This is by far one of the easiest, most fun, and cheapest ways to learn. Now, in my neck of the woods, there's a sweet local farm in Ontario, California called Amy's Farm. Not only are they open so you can go buy organic, farm-fresh produce and dairy products, but they offer field trips and workshops too. But the best part is you can volunteer as a family to actually help on the farm. I mean, come on. Now that's an awesome way to learn about the environment, about nature, about small farming and business without all the indoctrination you'll find on these topics in textbooks and online classes. Here's another great way to think outside the box this year. Have your child start his or her own business. One local teen, she started a nonprofit charity called Let's Be Kind. They have a national Let's Be Kind Day that's celebrated with t-shirts and activities all over the country. Check out companies like Expedition Soaps, Prairie Press, and Fifth Avenue Brands. They're all started by homeschooling teens. And check out books written by homeschooling teens like Do Hard Things. And you know, it doesn't have to be huge things like this in order to homeschool outside the box. My daughter had a cupcake business that paid for her People of People Great Britain trip, and she taught private tap lessons to pay for her own dance classes. My son had a Lego business where he sold minifigures and then taught a Lego class at her co-op, all of which helped him pay for his first used car. We have homeschooling teenage friends who tutor, who teach piano lessons, who are mommy helpers, who make and sell jewelry. As your kids build their own businesses... They're learning all kinds of academic skills, important communication skills, and high-level business skills. And they don't have to be teens to start their own business. My son was only eight when he started his. And you know, my all-time favorite way to learn outside the box is to open up a box of games. Play games. Make up games. You can learn about almost any academic skill historical facts, or scientific concepts by playing a board or card game. And there are so many great ones out there. Now, for more ideas on how to use games for out-of-the-box thinking, how to find and collect games without going broke, and for some recommendations of my favorite games, make sure you check out my interview that I had with Krista Savota of Seek Holy Living. Now, in that interview podcast, Krista and I discussed how to learn through games. And I also share even more ideas on using games in Season 1's episode, The Ten Essentials of Homeschooling, Essential Number 6, Playtime and Outdoor Time. Now, since back to school is just around the corner, make sure you listen to last summer's Start Your Year Strong Coffee with Carrie three-part series podcast. In Season 1, listen to Episodes number 26, 27, and 28. Number 26 is called Start the School Year Strong. Number 27 is entitled Getting Organized, Simple Steps to a Successful Start. And number 28 is a good homeschooling day. And if you're brand spanking new to homeschooling or you're a burnt out veteran homeschool mom, then for added fun, listen to season one's Coffee with Carrie podcast, episode number 32, Epic Fails, 
what not to do while homeschooling. I think you'll get a kick out of listening to all of my mistakes. You might as well learn from them. Now remember, mamas, the key to thinking outside of the box is don't do school at home. Don't model your home, your schedules, your curriculum, and your lessons after traditional schooling. Think outside the box and get outside the classroom. Actually, the majority of my how-to Coffee with Carrie podcast are ways you can teach and learn just about anything without a strict scope and sequence or a box curriculum. Check out both seasons one and two for more ideas. Now, my personal favorite is Passport to Learning podcast, but that's because my kids and I have such great memories of quote-unquote traveling the world with friends through literature, food, art, and music. But you can also find some very out-of-the-box and out-of-the-classroom ideas for writing, for science, for art, and for even math. Just check out seasons one and two. And don't forget to get your hands on those four books I recommended. Awakening Wonder by Sally Clarkson, 10 Ways to Destroy Your Child's Imagination, Skip College by Boyack, and of course my book, Just Breathe. Mamas, it's time to think outside the box. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, coffeewithcarryconsultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe, and take a sip of coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who might need some help thinking outside the box. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast, and then maybe take a few minutes to leave a little review for us. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, our book, and our homeschooling mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless, and see you next time.